Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. How is it going? Happy New Day, ladies and gentlemen. How's it going? Tell me what's new. It is it is Thursday. We are having um we're having a good day. We're literally having a good day. You can't hear anything? Mary, can you hear me? Okay, great. All right. Well, today is Thursday, you guys, and we are having an amazing day. It has been some record-breaking temperatures here in Atlanta, Georgia. And, uh, Mary, I know you're probably like, oh, God. It's cold, but it ain't cold. You sure? There, now, can you hear me? Yes. All right. For some reason, my mic isn't work, wasn't working. <coughs> oh no, our microwave broke. So, um, no worries. Have a good day. I had to. Uh, oh, find the receipt and file a claim. Wow, what happened? Yeah, something to do with the control panel where you push the buttons. And so mm-hmm. when you open it's loose, so when you open and close the door, it doesn't work sometimes. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, today, um, I just wanted to get some get something off my chest today. In a good way. I know that there is so much going on in the world and so much happening. And I know we talk about our children, but to be honest with you, our children really truly are a gift. And I just want to spread a little shine on my gift this morning. My gift this morning is Gagey. I already know. He was on Spelling Bee yesterday. And in this Spelling Bee, 
he was so confident, y'all. He was so confident. He did not want to study the words. He was like, I know everything. I have all the words, y'all. And he did. He's very smart. And he really, he did a great job. Uh, and um, he got out on the fourth round. He got off on the fourth round, and the word he missed was perimeter. The word he missed was perimeter. And he broke down and cried, y'all. And the reason why he broke down and cried, because guess where his mama lives? Perimeter. <laughs> and he was so sad that he um, he missed that word. But everybody was giving him such, you know, Oh my gosh, Gage, you did such an amazing job. This is great. This is wonderful. And I said all that to say, which brings me to my, my show today, is how are you encouraging the people in your life, especially the little people? So when Gage got out on the, on the, the fourth round, and he was so devastated, he, um, he had got a little beside himself. And he was spelling out his words on me, and he was getting them right. He got, like I said, he got a little bit beside himself. And uh, the young lady before him, she missed the word bomb. She spelled it B O O M, bomb, and got it wrong. So when it was his turn, he spelled it right. He looked at her and was like, Yes, I'm smarter than you. And this little girl broke down and cried. And I was like, Gagey Patton, we do not do that we don't do that at all you want to get yourself together and after I, you know i talked to him with him he went and apologized to um the young lady the, the the young girl and i'm like and this little girl she always you know she be riding for my boy when i say she rides for him she rides for him she always has his back. She advocates for him. Like, you know, so I couldn't believe he did this. But in his moment, you know, he wanted to give himself some shine. He got up beside himself. So afterwards, he was so sad. He was like, Mommy, I can't believe I missed that word. I really missed that word. I'm so sad. But I know how to spell it. I know how to spell it. And one thing we teach our children is, you know, kind of slow down and really think about what you're saying or think about what you're doing. And, um... You know, that's one and of the so, things um, that's, I noticed that, you know, their brains move so fast. That's one exactly. of the things they struggle with. And they make, <coughs> like, the dumb mistakes. And, like, I can't think of a better word to put it. Yeah, um, and it, it, what it is is, it's, it's, I call it absent-minded mistakes because you know it so well. And you move through it so fast and you're so quick. So when you do make a mistake, you're like, what? One day I'd be in disbelief that they made a mistake. And that's the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, when I tell you, at, what I learned yesterday at the spelling bee is that all kids have an emotional trigger when they don't do as good as they thought they did. And a lot of them cried when they got out you know, of the spelling bee, they, they cried. I was like, oh, you know, oh, no, you know, they're crying. And 
and they, you know, it was a lot of emotion yesterday. But what stood out for me the most were the male teachers going forth to help the male students. That was so beautiful to me, y'all, because the, the, the boys was crying more than the girls. Yeah. Just, talk about emotional intelligence. The boys cried more than the girls. And I thought that was like, wow. But the male teachers really stepped up and encouraging our, they were encouraging our little ones. And, you know, it was just, it was just a really beautiful, beautiful sight to see. And I was just like, this is so amazing. Like, I love this for, for them, for this. And that's when they kind of like hit me that like, what happened to the village raising the children? Where is our village? Are we strong in our village? What happened to the aunties and uncles talking to the kids, not beating, not yelling, not all the other crazy things that we hear about, but just talking to the youth? What happened to that? My dad shared stories with me from time to time where he would be like, um, you know, like, yeah, when I got in trouble at school, when I came home, Miss Miss Mamie, such and such and such and such, she talked to me, and you know what? And she she whooped my backside. And you know what happened when Mama got home? Mama whooped my backside too. And I'm like, yo, this world would be something else if we could go back to um, literally just go back to helping each other and and really helping our youth understand like what's going on. That would be such a good you know, that just a good feeling to know that oh, you know, my but not my kid. If my kid act up, I know that my neighbor not even act up, but I know my neighbor is going to um help me out in this situation. I know that my neighbor is going to, you know, if I'm not home, my kids can stay at the neighbor's house. But there's so much malice and mess going on in the world, we've lost that. So what happened to our community? What happened to, you know, the safe haven for people in the neighborhood to watch our house and watch our kids? Like, when did we lose that? I remember back in 2020, we kind of we got it back for a second due to the pandemic. But if people were nicer back then, they were more concerning, they were more helpful, they were less of themselves and more about people. So I think if, if COVID taught us anything, it taught us those things about ourselves and about others. But I'm, I'm sending like a all call out today to really say, you know, what does community look like for you? If, if in today's society you need something, what is it that you need? What, and I, I Mary, you live in um, a kind of a rule-like area. So what is your community like when it comes to your children, or do you even have it? Um, I've got both. So, like, I've got okay. some neighbors and some people that treat them like crap because they're different and won't let their kids play with them. And then I have a couple of phenomenal neighbors. Um, one's a gentleman um, that just moved in not too long ago from us, um, closer to us. And 
so a couple of years ago, my son had this habit of taking off and running down the road. <laughs> and um, he would sneak out of the house. And it'd take us a minute to find, you know, realize that because he's, you know, kids, they're stealth. These kids are like supersonic quiet and they move fast. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we had people that would drive, would be driving that would stop and go around him but wouldn't get him out of the road. And it, that, and then um, gentleman Mike would see him and run and grab him and bring him back. You know, if we were out calling for him because he, he likes to hide even, you know, in our yard and in like a playhouse and stuff like that, and he doesn't always respond, so we're out there yelling and looking for him. He'd come and he'd hear it, he'd come running out. So, uh, you know, we've got both. Mm, that's good. I know for for me in my community immediately, um, no one really, that we used to be like good with our neighbors and talk to our neighbors and things, but they have all moved out and they're older. So in that community, where my dad lives, we don't really have uh, people, but I have my dad. Now, near my um, workspace and in my studio in the West End, I have all of these businesses around me, and they are cool. The businesses, um, they, like I said, they're they're wonderful. They say, hey, I saw your son, or your son walked over here, and we helped him order, or he didn't do a dollar short, so we gave him a dollar. Or, you know, or, you know, I'll go and check and whatever and make sure he doesn't owe money because he'll go to the restaurants near my shop. And they'll say, oh, no, it's fine. We just gave it to him. You know, he's such a sweet boy. And then he walks to the park um, by himself sometimes, not quite by himself. He always has his cell phone and an air tag. But, you know, it's it's literally walking distance. It takes about two minutes to, to walk to the park. And, you know, that gives him his sense of, you know, self-awareness, and it gives him, you know, a task to do, and he feels independent, he feels empowered, and so I like that about the community um, near where my my studio is, and like I said, there are people in the community, I got one person, shout out to Mr. Clem, he's going to teach all the kids in the neighborhood to play uh, chess, and then shout out to Jazz of God, he's going to always teach the kids yoga, and capoeira okay and then uh across the street there's a raw restaurant shout out to Cecilia because she will embrace you know the neighborhood and, and the children in the neighborhood she gives them jobs you know things like that and so it's just a really good place even the fish place next door because Gage loves french fries they'll you know they'll say hey your son came and you know and honestly he'll tell me He's going to get French fries, and then he'll try to order French fries, and he won't have enough money because I sent you with money for fries. And so they'll, you know, give me a call, or they'll walk him back to my shop and say, hey, you know, he was a little short today, but we take care of him, and I always, you know, pay him. And they're like, no, it's okay. You know, we're good. And the Captain D's is nice, too. One, uh, the manager, I don't don't know her name, but shout out to Captain D's on um Raph David Abernathy, because one of the people that works there, they have a child um, with superpowers like Gabe, and she was like, I think it's so good that you just let him do stuff. She said, I'm, I'm a little scared to let my son do stuff, but, you know, you, I, I see how you let him move, and I just think it's so cool. I think it's just amazing how you allow him to um, 
to come into himself like that. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, you got to give him, got to give him little tasks to do to create independency in the home and in the school. Um, today is Thursday. So one thing I have started to do on Thursday, and I just want to give all the listeners and the, the listeners and who run it back on replay a big thank you and give you some shine for just always working with me through my difficult times, even when I'm still working, even when I'm still juicing, whatever that looks like, you guys always just, you listen and you take me as, as I am and I appreciate it. And my major support system has been you, Mary, and I'm grateful for you um, when it comes to rearing my son, helping with the business, helping with the operation of the business and just taking care of my wellness. You have definitely been a pillar in my success, and I'm just grateful for you. But Thursdays, I have coined my off day. So I do. I try to go to work on Thursdays. I um, try my best to um, do something that I need to do for me, and um, to just just kind of, you know, take care of myself um, in that capacity. And so. I first thing I do is I, I go and I take care of Gage every Thursday morning. This is something I've been doing for um, maybe about three months now. Every Thursday, um, that's the time where the parents and uh, the fifth grade parents can go in the classroom and sit in the classroom and be in there um, for the children. So what this has turned into, because again, I feel like I needed community, so I wanted to go to the school and create some allies and and some uh, get with some of the teachers and some of the parents, but I know a lot of parents work during the day. So what I do is I go to the school, and I, I, at first I was just going to teach the children about autism, different behaviors, what to look like, how to help gauge when he's having a, a rough day, signs of it, how to talk to people with autism, how to make them feel included and, you know, not say, like, some, you know, mean things. So that right there has, you know, that right there has been, like, a big thing in in this, in this space. It's been really big. And so I'm just uh, super grateful that I have this this time and this space to do these things with him. And I have turned into the honorary French teacher because after I taught them, you know, about autism and spectrum disorder and sensory overload processing disorders and neurodivergence, and I've given them all the terms and they're well equipped to move on to middle school, and they're so open and receptive to help Gage in everything he do. When he got to school today, they were cheering for him because he did so well in the spelling bee. That boosted his morale and made him feel really good and, you know, a lot of things to that nature. So, yay. And now it's turning. They, they ask me, hey, you know, we heard you speak French to Gage. Does he know French? And, you know, he actually does. So every Thursday I've been teaching French to the children. And they go home, like, I told my mom we learned how to count the 10 in French. And we today we was our lesson. We ran it back in French. I said that at the end of the year, I'm going to give them a little test to see how well they have learned French. And they love it. Now they're asking me to teach them Spanish. 
I don't really know a lot of Spanish, but I know all the Spanish in the kitchen, and I can order food pretty doggone good. So, yeah, I am, uh, I am in in that capacity. So I'm super, super, super happy that you know I am learning with Gage, and I'm teaching him, and he's making friends because he used to always say he didn't like to go to school because he didn't have friends. And, uh, you know, I'm just like, this is, this is a wonderful place to be. This is an excellent place to be. Um, I'm just excited that this is where this is where we are in it. And sometimes you have to think outside the box, Mom. Sometimes you got to think outside the box that a caregiver, a grandma, granddad, aunt, uncle, whoever is the caregiver, and you really um, – I want you guys to kind of create the time to go to your little person's school and literally just watch them in their element and watch the children, you know, regulate themselves or, you know, children have their own checks and balances a lot of times. And with those things, uh, it becomes like you, you just watch them and you go, wow, look at my baby. My baby is growing. And I just was so, I was just so in awe at how all the things that they do. I learned something new yesterday. Go for it. So you know how a lot of uh, special children, they like to pinch you. They like to what? Like they'll pinch you. They'll pinch like your arm. What is that? Is that, that is equivalent to them as a hog. Really? Okay. Yeah. One time Gage was pinching me, but I found out that a teacher was pinching him, and he was doing as what was done to him. But now that he's older, he does come and just squeeze my hand or squeeze my arm. So yeah. Okay. How'd you come to this conclusion? I asked a child that was autistic why. Well, he's not a child anymore. He's an adult. But he goes, a lot of us, it's our way of a hug. We can, and you just have to remind us to go gentle or go soft because a lot of times they don't realize because they have so much strength. Kids are strong. Yeah, they are. <laughs> but. Yeah, they are. You know, David was, he's big on that. Like, he'll come up to you and he'll pinch you. And it's his way of getting your attention but it's a good way of getting your attention to them. And it's just you have to learn to re- teach them to redirect a high five or something different. Okay. So if something's Gage built into them naturally, it's like an instinct with them. Okay. Because I know he don't like to be touched sometimes. And he'll say, um, you know, ah, I'll take a fist bump or I'll take a high five. Or I take a handshake, but he'll be like, I don't want to be touched right now. Yep. Mm. It's like we finally figured out why. This, this autistic child, you, you, um, how old were they? Because it's great that they can articulate he's, he's 25, and he's my go-to when I, when I go to Target to look for something new to keep David entertained. Because they're on the same wavelength, he's never steered me wrong. (laughs) 
Um, he works at Target part-time and goes to school, and he's got, like, five degrees. Oh, wow. And so... Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So when I go in and look for something new, he's like, so what do you need today? And I go, I don't know. Find me something that will keep the little turd entertained. <laughs> <laughs> and I, a lot of the programs I've created, he's helped me tweak them. Like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Can, you know, what would work better? Because it's not working. And he'll tell me what helped him. And then I'll modify it and adjust that and keep going. Mm. Have you ever gotten your children, like, um, lined up at, like, the chiropractor? No, because David has issues with laying down and being touched like that. He doesn't like to lay flat. Um, But a lot of that was his stomach issues because the acid would come up. And now that that's getting fixed and it's repairing and doing better, we're going to look at it. Mm, Okay. And Ariana's one of those super sensitive kids. When you hear it, she freaks out. The Kraken, you would think you literally broke her arm or her leg. Because I've had her come in when I was having it done. And she's like freaking out. Mom, are you okay? Yeah, Mom, Mom. I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> she's one of those when you hear her, hear the when you brush her hair and you hear the hair, you can hear your hair being brushed. She's mm-hmm. freaking out in pain because of her hair hurts her. Oh, girl. Gussie has, I just bought this shampoo because talk about hair. You know, he has locks. And he doesn't want me to retwist them, straighten them or anything. They're free-form locks. And that's just how he likes to look. Kind of resembles it, the science kid. But I had to get yeah. some anti-dangerous shampoo clinically proven. Because it looks like he got corn flakes in his head, and he doesn't want me to comb it, doesn't want me to wash it. And what I think is when he washes it, I think he's leaving product in his hair, like maybe shampoo, and it irritates the scalp. So now I have to wash his hair. I was like, you can't wash your hair because you're not, um, you're not doing it. Garnier Fructis come out with a really good natural line that's like a rinser shampoo and conditioner. Mm. It pulls all the old shampoo and conditioner out of your hair because Ariana had the same problem too yeah really but it's cleared it's all natural gotcha and they have um uh, no a a washer and conditioner set is like six bucks Hmm. and they have like different oils and things like that I love their product line and uh because Ariana has really thick hair, and that was the same problem she had where she couldn't get all the soap out of her hair, and then her head would start itching, and then, you know, it was just a mess. And so I started buying that, and it, like, strips it, but it doesn't strip it to the point it dries it out, but it gets out all the backup residue. Because you know you're supposed to switch your shampoo and conditioner every so often. No, I didn't know that. You're supposed to rotate and use different kinds every so often because it builds, it creates a buildup. Mm. I never knew that. Okay. Because that's why you go from like, I think, oh, not, it's clarifying shampoo. That's the name of it. That pulls all the oils and stuff out. 
Yeah, the problem okay. with some of those clarifiers is that it um, takes out all the oil, not just the other stuff. Some of this it. is yeah. I'll send you a picture of it. It's a res, um, residue buildup remover. Please do. I I got it just to see what it would do because I was tired of trying to spend hours trying to, and I'm not kidding when I say like an hour to get all the soap out of our hair because it's so thick. Mm-hmm. But it seems to help her. And it smells okay. good. Okay. Maybe it smells good. Do you put it, any oils in her hair at all? I use um, argan oil and Moroccan oil, yeah. depending on what I got okay. available. And that's okay. the great part. They have the whole line. So, like, they have this. Oh, um, nice. Garnier for Peace, right? Yeah. Um, I just started buying her a new thing. It's a, like an um, air-dry detangler spray. That you spray in after you wash and dry it. And it helps air-dry it faster. Okay. But makes it easier for her to get the brush through her hair. Because she's one of those where it, she I don't know if she moves around so much or what her issue is. But she ends up with those big mats in the back of her hair. Mm-hmm. If we don't brush her hair right away. Oh. I'm just thankful she's got long, thick hair because she had one and she was trying to take care of it herself and she went and got the scissors and cut a chunk of her hair out. Gay has done it twice. Ariana's done it quite a few times, but she comes to me and she's like, Mom, I'm sorry. And I go, don't get mad. I go, Ariana, I'm not going to get mad because you didn't lie and hide it. You told me. And Ariana, it looks okay. I took pictures so she could see it because she was afraid that she'd have a bald spot there. I go, Ariana, you've got too much hair. You did it in the right spot. <laughs> it's hidden. Where was she trying to cut her bangs? She, yes and no. Um, she, I used to do it, but to her, cutting her hair is like you're hurting her hair. You're killing her hair. Her hair mm-hmm. has feelings. And so what I ended up doing, I found this comb at um, Sally Beauty Supply Store, and it's one of those thinner combs where you can just literally just comb her hair and it'll pull, it'll like thin it out. So it's mom's sneaky way of combing her hair and thinning out her hair while she's in the shower. And she don't realize Mm. that I'm doing it. Oh, that's it. How the uh, wait? My nephew have long hair too, or he likes it short. David likes it short. He just doesn't like it getting cut. So I literally put him in the tub, and I spend about two hours swiping. I got one of those cordless rechargeable razors shavers, and mm-hmm. we just keep going over and over and over. Some days he'll end up with hair when we're done. Some days he ends up bald. But he does not like his hair being brushed, touched, washed, anything. His head is like his sensitive spot of his body. Mm. But Dave he'll, is like, it depends. Yeah. He started trying to cut his own hair now when it gets too long, like in his face. But he hasn't quite figured out how to do it yet. Thank God. He will, though. 
You know how they roll. He's a boy. He can go bald. We're okay with that. Yeah. Girl, I think Gage would have a fit, honey. I mean, I think he would have a complete fit if um, if I cut all his hair off. He literally would have a fit. Yeah. I think yeah, he will. I'm almost certain that he will. Yeah. Because nah. he thinks he, his hair is his... Um, his moneymaker, his trademark. His hair, yeah, because he said, he said, yeah, his trademark. He says it is his um, it's his work of art. It's his masterpiece. He said that a few times, and he was like, "Don't touch it. It's perfect the way it is." <coughs> and I was like, "What?" It's perfect the way it is. Don't touch it. Yeah. But yeah, with the community, he has, and you're part of our community too. Oh, and guess what I bought today? Well, I bought it last night for him. I got him a Roblox uh, card so that he can get back on there and uh, and add. So I'll make sure I give his name or get her information, her and David's information, so they can play together on uh, Roblox. That's his thing, okay? That is his thing. Yeah, we just play the free Roblox account. Mm-hmm. I just, I got him out Well, you know, like, I got him a little $25 card. I don't know how far it's going to take him in the Roblox world, but. Yeah, Ariana plays hers on her computer. She don't like it on her pad or her phone. Isn't that? Um, he likes it's ob- it. It's obnoxious but it's kind of cool at the same time where they have their set things. Like they will only do this on their computer. They will only do this on their phone. They will only do this on a tablet. Yeah, for real. Um, he likes he like stuff on the computer too. It just depends. It really just depends. And um, when it comes to him, like, having to let that go, I'm learning to give him, like, a cutoff time and say, hey, you're had, you had enough screen time. Or I never thought I was going to be one of the mamas, but, yeah, you've had enough screen time. Okay, let's go outside and do some fresh air time. Let's go outside and, um, and you know, do what we got to do for for ourselves. And he he's growing up like first of all, I know we count ten as double digits, but I really count eleven as double digits. And you know, Gage wants for his eleventh birthday. That's gonna be hilarious. He's gonna hear it. He wants to okay. eat McDonald's. Okay. He and I'm going to let him have McDonald's because that's what he wants. He really wants. He's like, Mom, I've never had McDonald's. You never let me eat it. Can I please have it for my birthday? And I'm gonna let him eat McDonald's for his birthday. Been 11 years. I tried to keep him away from all the things, and McDonald's was one of them. Well, and, you know, uh, the, the problem with some of that is, is when you restrict so much, it becomes psychological. They want it. They want it. They want it. They want it. Yeah. Because they can't have it, but you know that's where we gotta teach them moderation. How's his reward jar coming? Yeah, he got plenty of money in it. 
Because he says he got to put it. It's him taking the money out of my console. That I found some money to put in his his vacation jar. So he can go to his Miami trip for his birthday. <laughs> That's where you throw changes and all the bills into the washer and dryer. And so you help with laundry. You get whatever you find. <laughs> yeah, but um, going to bed on time and waking up coming along. And that's the hardest thing Yeah, I do have a question. Is this something I should implement daily or weekly? Because I kind of tally up the week and I'm like, all right, this is the mix for the week. This is how much money goes in your jar situation. Oh, it depends on what works for him. Is it working for new weekly? Um, or sometimes. Uh, maybe I need to do it daily for the positive reinforcement. You start, like I started out, and this is why I said use marbles or some buttons or something in a jar. You don't yeah. go broke. But I started out uh, daily, and then they gradually forget. Mm. We're still working on our okay. jar because she forgets to ask to put marbles in. If she don't ask me to put a marble in, she don't, she don't put them in. You don't, get, you don't get anything. Got it. That's how it is, yeah. Makes sense. The hard part is is you got to remember to stick to it while it's starting to work. Once it works and you've already built that routine, then you can start winning away from it. It's just keeping, and that's the hardest part I think we have with those with those kind of kids in general. I know I do. My husband does too, where you it starts to work, but it hasn't been working long enough to turn it into a habit. So you forget to keep it going. Mm-hmm. So you start to get slack and lazy. It's not lazy. You just get tired. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, not even as like, because sometimes he'll get like whatever change I have. And then another time he will get um, like a dollar or if my dad gives him $5, I'd be like, you get, at the end of the week, I'm like, you get a dollar a day. You know, that's that's just how, you know, he gets a dollar a day and that's where we at. Otherwise, just take a whiteboard and put, you know, every day and make a, like a calendar on it and just, you know, he gets a, he can go put a tally mark on it. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, so it's something visual. Because they're going to be the age you're not going to have cash later on. You said they're going to be the age that they don't have cash? Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, it's got a visual representation and then you can do like a big ceremony on like the end of the week, whatever day that is for you. Okay. I like that. See how see how community helps community, ladies and gentlemen. You see how that we talk it through. We come up with better solutions to parents our children. They don't need to be police. They need to be parents. Um, and some of us adults, we still need to be parented. Um, and we have to keep in mind that we are adult children, um, especially if. You know, your parents are in the same household. 
definitely have to differentiate being a uh, a parent and wow sorry uh, you know i'm also driving out here and i was gonna turn but this car speeded up and i didn't because they ran the whole red light and it probably would have hit me i've been definitely a more conscious about like driving for myself and others because it can get really really crazy out here on the open road but um yes i absolutely love that that is one of the biggest mistakes I think we make a lot of is we tend to be over um, helicopter sometimes where we yep, have to there and control everything they're doing to make sure it's done the way we want it to do. And we do this with all kids, not just special kids. And we just got to yeah, you know, yeah, and let them be, you know, like, so before our microwave had issues, David saw mm-hmm. on there that they actually have a button for frozen pizza. <laughs> and so frozen tried, pizza will come out. That frozen pizza came out like a rock. But <laughs> but he tried making it, you know, and it, you know, you get to that point sometimes, you know, everyone's just amazed, you know, when when they see these kids being able to go get something out of the freezer and throw it in a, a toaster oven or a microwave or put it in a pan and cook it. And it's like, don't all kids know how to do this? Aren't they all supposed to be taught how to self-sufficient themselves? It's like we forget that they're kids and we treat them with kid gloves. And we, you know, hinder them into being able to be independent because we're spending so much time doing everything for them. Yeah. I just think that if we take take a moment, like I said, to remember that they're little people, they have brains that are working for them and keeping them safe. They have personalities. They have forks. They have sticks and dings and bops. And they are not you. Listen louder for the mom and dad in the back. They are not you. They are not you. I know, David, we're transferring him out of the school he's in now. He's going to go back to his other school just because I can't deal with their school and they're, they're, they're ridiculous and what they expect out of him, you know, just because he's got that label. Yeah, for sure. Um, are you sending him to a school for autistic or is it just one that have better resources? Because they going to middle school and that's scaring me. He wants to be homeschooled, though. There's virtual schools. We're going to virtual. We're going back to Connections Academy. And the only reason why I pulled him out of that school was because they didn't have the staff to be able to help Ariana. And so I wanted them in the same school just because it was easier for me. And, uh, you said make it easier on you. And it's not working for him. They expect him to sit in front of the class and talk 
on the computer and do this, this, and this, they're not willing to do updates with me and talk to me other than once a month. Mm-hmm. So there's no real-time, you know, anything. And uh, he's expected to do all, all this work. He likes to work at night, and I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah. But when he... When night, like, he's a creative. He come alive at night. Yeah, he does. And um, he likes to do it while he's by himself, and it's quiet, and everybody's doing their own thing and relaxing, you know. And he'll come and get you if he needs help. And, like, I keep telling them over and over again, this is where he's struggling. He doesn't understand smaller, larger. He don't understand hypotheticals. And okay. certain phrases. And so, you know, you'd think the school would work with him on them. Nope. Yeah, I felt like when it comes to the school and the resources, when you go to that IEP meeting, they tell you that this is what we expect of Gabe. And then when I tell them what I expect of them, that's when they want to reword. Well, that is what this is. No, I need you to actually say what you plan on doing and what you're going to do. I need you to say these things so that I will know that you know that this is what we're working on. Yeah. Oh, no, they don't want to do that. You know, it's like David gets migraines, and it's documented, and the doctor wrote a note. Well, because now every time he has a migraine and can't participate in school, he has to go get a doctor's note. There can't be a blanket note. Oh, okay. That's right. How the hell is that going to happen when, you know, we go to the mail? I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like three to four months to get an appointment. (laughs) So how can I give you a doctor's note? I need you to trust my note. If you start taking him to the doctor for stupid shit... Like, he's got a headache just to get a fucking documentation. That's going to flag the system, and then you've got social services up your butt. Man, won't they come and check out your household, honey, and see what's going on? Yeah. They definitely will pull up, honey. I remember when um I was trying to get gave some home services and ABA, and the occupational therapy therapist was coming into the house. Um, she asked me, could she see the rest of the living Excuse me, she cut there. So she see the rest of the living conditions of my my house. And I was like, you're in the living room. You walk through the kitchen. You made it to the dining room. Go where you need to see our bathrooms and bedrooms. So go ahead. Because they definitely, even though they, they'll say they're occupational therapy, physical therapy, speech therapists, and they're in the home, maybe they are definitely reported back to um, Child Protective Services to make sure that this household is um, equipped and stabilized and good enough for this child to be in. If y'all yeah. don't think I'm lying, you better ask somebody um, oh, yeah. who who has either had their children taken or had child protective services at your house while you just conduct your day-to-day activities because they're saying something ain't right in this house. Real thing, real time, real life. 
And they will always end up showing up, like, when you're cleaning or you're doing something. So your house is a disaster. Uh, oh, yeah, always, always. It's like they, they never show up already. Like, this is time. Right. They all show up when the kids sleep in the house clean. Yeah. It drives me absolutely nuts. I mean, I've been very fortunate to have good workers come out, but, you know, still, you know. A guy called ours because the school called child protection. And um, I talked to her, and I'm like, no, we're done. We're just switching them back because I can't do this anymore. I can't play this game. If he was a regular kid, you wouldn't yell at him about not talking. I said, if he was in a brick-and-mortar school, my kids have head colds right now. They're hacking, they're coughing, they've got runny noses. By all standards, due to COVID, they wouldn't be allowed in school. They, They surely would not. And they don't think of those things like that. They really don't put those things into consideration as, you know, like, because I had one teacher say, oh, I, I think we talked about it. I think we talked about it off air, but she goes, you know, Gage is, is there being disruptive. He's being disruptive. What, what is he doing to be disruptive? And uh, she goes, well, he's always clapping and flapping. And he used to, like, kind of blurt out whatever. From time yeah. to time. And this lady, I'm like, he's laughing and laughing. You do know. Stop. Yeah, I was like, you do know he's autistic, right? You do know. This is normal. That, um, this is this is he behave. This is his behavior. You do know that, right? <laughs> They don't care. They want him to be normal. But if he decided he wanted to be a girl or a dog, that would, that's okay. We're going to leave him be. <laughs> if you decided yeah, for sure that this is what is going on, it would definitely um, it would be something different. But like I said, because he is neurodivergent, this is his behavior. This is what classified him. And uh, a neurodivergent, so like, duh. And then they look at me like, it's, it's, well, mom, is there something we can do? No, you can't undo autism. No, there's nothing you can't you can't do. So, what? I just, I just, I mean, like, people are weird. Everyone is weird because how are you an educator and you haven't been educated on behaviors on across the board. Not saying you gotta be a behavior specialist, but at some some type of way in your early childhood development class, I know that they spoke about behaviors. I know they did. But they and forget for one, that because they have all this education on autism so they know how it operates and how it works. And it's like, no you all don't because each kid's different. My kids are completely different because they are imagination and they're sarcastic. They're not. They're not mind numb trained little robots. They think for themselves, which is not always sure. a good thing. But you know, right now, I'm okay with that. It does get irritating when they tell you what they think. Yeah, and they can't hurt feelings because what they do. They uh they will hurt your feelings, okay? 
They will hurt your feelings <laughs> because they will tell the truth. And they will hurt your feelings by telling the complete truth. This is what I do know. And that's because um, they haven't fully learned they, they feel that aspect yet. Yeah. Yeah. No and filter. then on the next minute, though, they realize what they did, and then they're the sweetest, nicest, apologetic kids in the world. <laughs> For sure. For sure. I absolutely, uh, I don't, I, I, people always say, like, hey, you know, you're doing a great job. Like, I cannot do what you do. And then I look at that kid and I'd be like, no, nah, I couldn't do what you do. <laughs> No. I really couldn't do what you do. Some of those regular kids, you just want to take them and just slap them because they're so horrible. For sure. Why ain't none of these charges working today? That is um that is a something. So that's why it's important to have our community. It's so important to help one another, help each other, raise each other's children. Because I miss that aspect of life. I remember. I remember. And I think because I would um have these people in my life that would help out and do things, it made me a better child. It made me understand authority, respect authority, you know, and really just um, be more respectful to our elders and things. But sometimes these kids, the way they set up today, these, they're a little different. Some of these kids are different. And that's about it for today. Because I'm trying to figure out why my car does not want to charge today. And I am super grateful for my community. Super grateful. So we are almost out of time for today. Yeah. We are. It was a great time. What the what the people say on the internet, a time was had. It was a great time today. And I appreciate you every step of the way. Join us back here. Uh, I'm still getting over the cold. Got it. Um, So, join us back here at noon for family time with Bob Oakley. And tomorrow with Hey, Bob.
Haven't seen that guy in a minute. So, uh, shout out to Bob. So, have a good day, have a good night, and we'll see you back here at noon. All right, y'all have a great day. Thank you, Mary. Peace. You too.